0: Welcome to YOLOpreneur. Quit your job and start a business. My name is John Simmerlink, and I'm dropping out of college to build an education app. Join me in interviewing entrepreneurs, CEOs, and millionaires for advice.
1: I mean, like in all seriousness, um, I can just start recording now, yeah. and then we we'll just we'll just cut wherever we need it. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's actually one of the biggest issues that a lot of entrepreneurs face is, um, not lack of time, lack of, um, I don't know, like, hold on, scoot a little more over this way Yeah. Um, Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what what to call it. It's more of like, uh, I'm also trying to make it so that like your face isn't like covered by the microphone. Yeah. (laughs) Um. The idea that it needs to be perfect. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. The idea that the idea that it needs to be perfect. Gosh. Gotcha. So, like, for example, if you have if you have the idea uh, to make a podcast, yeah, and you spend you spend six hours setting yeah. up the environment. I've spent a total of two and a half hours so far. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that is exactly, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's already already on what your second yeah. uh, second episode. Yeah. Exactly the point. Yeah. Exactly the point. Because if you have if you have a thing that I'm working on um, is like 15 hours of video. Yeah, I spent probably two hours getting this set up. Are we setup. recording
0: this? This is like good info. Yeah. I am oh, okay, actually.
1: cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I've actually I've actually set up like two hours. Yeah. Before recording the first two-hour video, like it took me mentally preparation, right. like of like physical time. Two hours before the two-hour recording, so it was actually a four-hour recording, but only two hours of it was recorded. In actuality, three hours was recorded. I had to cut out like fifty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because because in the middle of it, I got so distracted in my own thoughts, I couldn't even. It's just I was I was too worried about it being perfect. Right. Instead of just doing the damn thing. Yeah. And and that's so many that's such an issue that first-time entrepreneurs have. So. Right. So how do you overcome it? I, think, I that? think right now this is a perfect example where it's like yeah we just got to do this now fuck it right yeah <laughs> i gotta watch a movie guys <laughs> no exactly <laughs> no exactly it's like i got other things to do I got, i'm trying to live my life you know time's moving right right like we're going her and i are going to a movie later today as well which one um annihilation okay
0: we're, we're watching black panther oh that yeah. was good i like yeah that. It's, I like it'll that. be my first time seeing it nice yeah nice all right so uh so, hey guys i'm john Simmerlink. this is alex Ogarek with hi. me on the third episode of yolopreneur quit your job, start a business, learn from other entrepreneurs who can give us advice. Uh, Alex, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I have um, a background in what I'll call uh, digital entrepreneurship. Um, I haven't really made very many physical products. Um, most of the stuff that I've done is either been like iOS apps, video games, um, websites, blogs, uh, information products, mostly digital stuff. Um there's even technically I have made a physical product business um, but it was more of like a digital system that I built and a fulfillment company made the physical product so I didn't even really do anything physical so um, I've always had an interest in creating things building things from the ground up I've always had an interest in, in math and logic and putting pieces together uh, and just, just solving problems and so eventually being an entrepreneur kind of came out of an organic thing as opposed to like I saw it on a list of career choices. Like I actually like organically became an entrepreneur.
0: Okay, so, so tell us like about yeah. how you first got started. I know you were down, you, you were at, you were trying to get to a specific college in Ohio and then you like switch colleges. to California. Through, oh, you were trying to get to USC, yeah, then you went to yeah, one in yeah, Ohio, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then went to yeah. USC, yeah. then dropped out of USC, then went to yeah, OSU, yeah. and then dropped out of OSU. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell us about yeah. all that. So,
1: so for context, when I was in, when I was in high school, I really, I really had this idea of I want to make video games. Yeah. Like I want to be the person who who goes out and, and is a part of Blizzard or EA or, you know, these great companies, quote unquote, right, um, that make these games. And I want to be the person who makes them better than they already are. Right. Um, but the problem is is that those schools are located in Southern California, not in Ohio, right. which is where I'm from. I'm from the Cleveland area. And I said, okay, I got to get to one of those schools. So I applied to USC, UCLA, Irvine, all, all these schools. Got rejected from all of them. All right, fine, so I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll take a gap year, I'll learn stuff on my own, I'll apply again, got rejected again, okay, okay, cool, uh, I'll just go to Akron, okay, and say, not my top choice, but you know, what was the best of the ones that are nearby, and so I went to the University of Akron for two years, applied as a transfer student to USC as part of their U.S. Uh, computer science games major, and I did get accepted, and I went there for, for two semesters, love the people, love the classes, love the campus, love the weather, but I did not love the fact that it was almost $50,000 a year, $60,000 a year or something like that. I'm like, you know what? No, this isn't worth it. Um, It's great. I got a lot of exposure, um, but it wasn't worth it to stay there longer than I stayed. Um, And so coming back to Ohio State, rather coming back to Ohio and transferring to Ohio State, I was there for maybe a semester and a half, and I was like, I can't do this school thing. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start producing income with the skills that I already have. You
0: started a pretty big club in that semester and a half, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: that is true. Yeah. That is true. While I was there, um, I started a club at Ohio State called D3, which stands for Design Develop Deploy, uh, and basically, basically, the club focused around bringing individuals in that maybe they want to make an iOS app, maybe they want to make a website, maybe they want to make a hardware product and pairing them with people who also want to do such the similar thing but maybe they're a programmer mixed with an artist mixed with a business person and those three people get put into a group or four people get put into a group and are told you can you need to make a product by the end of the semester right because there was there was something called Business Builders Club right. at the time which is just focused on bringing in guest speakers right. there's all the classes you can take which is just a bunch of lectures and homework but no, no tangible building of right. things right and then there was maybe maybe some other like outside things you can do related to the university or like, you know, every, every year, maybe there's like some trip you can do to Stanford or something, maybe, <laughs> but only if you really knew about it. And right. so I wanted it to, I wanted there to be an accessible organization um, to everyone on campus. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah so I go to D D3 more than I go to business builders clubs. So <laughs> that's a testament. That is, <laughs> no, exactly. It,
1: cause it, cause it, it's a club that, that fulfills it, uh, fulfills a need. Right. And that, that's kind of the point. Right. Is that it actually does something useful with people's time as opposed to like, okay, cool, like, sweet. Like, it's like practice over theory. You know, that's why teachers have you do homework. You're right. Right. Instead of just lecturing to you for six hours, they lecture to you for two hours and then say, oh, do, homework, do homework for the next four. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So, uh, sometime you were in college or high school, you started building apps. Uh, can you tell us about that? Did anything mm-hmm. make money? Like, how, how did you get started? And how do you, you said you made like 20 of them, right? And that's, pretty good number.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm
0: going to scoot him closer to the camera.
1: Sorry. The so, yeah, the, um, basically the, the concept, the concept that I, I went into um, high school with or leaving high school with was I want to make games on some level. And I even told my high school teacher that uh, I was in a programming class. It was, it was at a vocational school where um, in 11th and 12th grade, for half the school day, you went to this vocational school. And the other half of the day, you went to your normal, like, home homeschool. Yeah. Uh, not not homeschool, like the public school. And so that way, it was like three, three and a half hours of programming every single day for two years. Wow. As opposed Wait, to, in like... high school? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So it was like four... Like, because I I was in a nine period session, so it was four periods at um, my home school and then, or public school, and then lunch, and then four periods worth of programming every single day for 11th and 12th grade. So by the time I even left high school, I had already had like years worth of experience, if you want to call it that, because I had hours and hours every single day. Um, and exposure, it wasn't just self taught. It was exposure to other people that were learning it. And it was a teacher. And I was learning it on my own. Right. Um, and so by the time I got, was getting out, I told my teacher, I was like, I want to learn games. And she's like, OK, like, what? You're not good luck. You're going to be in business. And I was like, No, I'm going to make games. Like, kind of like, not like an FU, but like, that's what I'm doing. Like, right. I'm doing that. Uh, and in, in April, um, the month, month or two before I graduated, um, my dad got me a MacBook Pro. Um, with the promise that I had made him in like March, essentially when we were on vacation, um, that I would actually follow through and do something useful yeah. with this. Um, and then that was April of 2011. So almost seven years ago. In that time, I have put out close to 20 apps on the app store. I've had a couple jobs in iOS. Pretty much every single career thing that I've accomplished is because of that iOS development skill. Right. Um, and it's it's honestly just because of, just because of his his uh his support honestly like because if he didn't get me that macbook pro right there's no way i would have bought one myself they were over a thousand dollars i think thirteen hundred dollars and so and that was like the low end (laughs) uh and so thinking about you know where i would be without that is is crazy so kind of like right place right time um but also also good timing because I, I don't know if you remember, I took that gap year between right. high school and college. So right. I actually had a full year, year in a couple months, if you want to count from May to August of next year, um, where I was just devoting time to learning it on my own. Where I didn't have any other distractions. I didn't have a job at the time. I was literally just playing games and making games every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like living the dream, so to speak, but without any income. So, right. <laughs> so speaking of that, how did you start making your
0: first income programming?
1: Um, first income programming. Yeah. Um, so that was actually <clears throat> just having a job to gotcha. be honest, yeah. which is, you know, good and bad, right? Because, you know, working for someone else gets you that experience that you probably would not have otherwise gotten. Right. Um, but at the same time, working for someone else gets you the experience that, um, you probably don't want because you get exposed to things that maybe you don't really care about. Um, so yeah, it was interesting because it also took away from time, but it did provide income. So Right. So yeah.
0: you did you do internships during college or do you just I mean you have, at one point you dropped out and just started working for a company without a degree. Right. Like how does one do right. that? So, Everyone says you always need a
1: degree. <laughs> so the first that's actually really true. So the first the first job I had was an internship in college. Um and then I stopped doing that and got another internship over the summer. When I transferred to USC, I did not have a job, um, but I did um, get in contact with my professor of one of my classes, um, and she said that someone had contacted her and was looking for a really good programmer for a startup that this guy was working on. Okay. And so I essentially joined a startup right. and like signed a like, contract. I was a 1099 contractor and all sorts of stuff. Um, really, really cool, really cool things. All right. Um, and I was able to work remotely with that. I came back here. I was still a part of that startup. And then at the same time, I got contacted by another company that said, Hey, it looks like you, you know, a lot about teaching iOS development. Do you want to write a book on how to do oh, it? Oh,
0: wow. I, did, you wrote a book? Yeah. I actually I wrote about... a
1: book on how to make iOS games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what, what's the name of it? Let's, let's put a shout out on that it is
1: uh, well, so it, it fair warning. It is an outdated technology and I, I personally don't even recommend using that technology oh, okay. anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is mastering Coco's 2D. If you wanted to just search that, okay. um, you could find it. It's very it's usually like top of Amazon, top of Google, whatever. Um, oh, it, it was on the top of. It? No, like if you search mastering oh, okay, Coco's gotcha. 2D, yeah. it'll show up at the top of the list. Okay. Did you guys get sales? Like how did that go? Um, so they paid me with advancement on royalties. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to wait for book sales to nice. come in before I got paid. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, but at the same time, they didn't do any marketing for yeah. me, and I thought they were gonna do marketing, so. Right. Hey, you wrote like, a book, maybe maybe a hundred sales. Yeah, very
0: few people have actually written
1: a book. <laughs> right. Well, maybe more people have written a, a book than actually published a book. Right? So oh, that's like interesting. Because, like, yeah, if you yeah. think about like all these people that wrote a book, and then how many people actually published them? Right. <laughs> self-published or otherwise. You always hear
0: people taking years and years to write a book, and they like never get it done. How did you, you know, write however many pages you did? How did you do it and finish it?
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, the, the way that I just did that was was time crunching. Uh, like, in 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 all reality, it was deadline. There was a specific time that I needed to get the thing done. Yeah. And it needed to get done by like April, and it was February, and I was like, well, I got half the book to write, and it's two more months left, so get cranking. Okay. <laughs> um, which, in reality, I probably should have set stricter deadlines on myself. Instead of being like equally spacing out the chapters, you know, over the six months or whatever, I probably should have said, I got to get all of it done by October. And then I would have freaked myself out. And then maybe I would have missed that deadline, but at least I still would have been months ahead of time. Right. So that's actually a tactic I still use to this day. It's like, that was a learning experience I had was like, um, instead of going off the actual deadline, Mm -hmm. set an artificial deadline. Okay. That way, even if you miss the deadline, you're still ahead of the real one. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. It makes me kind of think of yeah. how uh, Tesla—they were going to make the Model Three by 2020, and then suddenly just said 2018. In yeah. 2018, they have—you know—they're producing some of them. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And in
1: the meantime, they also just have their Tesla Semis rolling out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And at the same time, SpaceX is like, "Oh, we're just going to launch six rockets in a month, three <laughs> right. In a week? It's like, no big deal. It's like, keep launching rockets. Keep keep pushing out faster technology at a faster rate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're insane. I love them. But that's exactly it. It's like. If the business, if the customer, if the client, if the, if the whoever, if even yourself, if you're the customer or the client, quote unquote, if you want something done in six months, why don't you try to do it in three? Right. Right. There's a, there's a, a quote at one point that said, Elon Musk works 100 hours a week.
0: Yeah, I don't doubt that.
1: And I don't know if you know this, um, but when I was in a club at USC called Lava Lab, yeah. which is identical to D3, and that's actually what inspired D3. Oh, okay. Um, as a part of that, they brought in guest speakers every once in a while. And one of the guys they brought in was Elon Musk. That is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So we were in Jealous. a little fireside chat with Elon. Yeah. And he was like sitting like two inches, like not two inches, did, but like he was, he was like sitting two feet away. Did you touch him? I did not. Oh, I okay. did not. All right. Although actually, <laughs> actually, if, <laughs> I can show you the picture of me uh, like standing next to him. Wow. Dude, that picture is yeah. going to be worth it's money actually... in the future. It's like like <laughs> a collector's uh, item. I know. Right. So we're sitting there. And someone asks, so do you work a hundred hours a week? And he just goes, <laughs> no, no, it's more like 90. Okay. <laughs> and everyone's, everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> and it was just like one of those moments where like, that wasn't completely wrong, but at the same time it was like, technically it was wrong. It's not a hundred. It's more like 90, but it's still like not 40. Well, he works more than twice a normal person.
0: 90 is still ridiculously hard. Like I, I like try to track my time. Yeah. Like how much, hour, how many hours I actually spend coding. Yeah. Uh, And I don't track my time when I use the restroom, check my phone, like go check the news. And I don't, since I've just started recording, there was one day, there was a day where I worked like 16 hours, but I like lost sleep. I rarely actually do productive work more than like 10 hours a day. Like it's, I don't know how he does 15 hours a day, six days a week. That's just ridiculous. I like you, you you like can't use the restroom and you can't eat, you can't talk to other people. I don't know how you do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's actually a robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually from the future. That's a little plot twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but so, so anyways, um, with the idea of you working 100 hours a week, here's, here's something to think about. If everyone works 40 and you work 100, you can get two and a half times the amount of work done in the same year right. that someone else gets done. Right. Right. So, so, when it comes time to get stuff done in half the time, I mean, just do it. Like, why not? You have the time. Just do it in half the time. Right. And then with the other half of the time, do something else. <laughs> why not? Yeah. So yeah.
0: Okay. So you were, you did this internship. You wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you moved to Ohio and mm-hmm. started programming. Mm-hmm. The and without a degree, you got a decent job. That the average, you know, family income in, uh, USA is like fifty thousand a year, and you're you're making you know much more than that as a developer. How did you know, what did you say to these companies that said, let me work for you, even though I don't have a degree?
1: Um, I basically told them I know how to do development. Right. Um, and I, I went through their, their coding challenge. Um, I went through their technical interview. Um, and they could tell that I'm a smart guy. Like, they could tell I knew what I was doing. They could tell. Through the coding, through the, the the technical expertise, like even the leadership interview, talking to a non-technical person, like being able to communicate all the way up and down the chain, just having these hard and soft skills. They're like, yeah, we don't really care if you have the degree or not. Right. And To be fair, it was a company that that doesn't really care if you have a degree or not. Okay. They'll, they'll hire you regardless. Right. Um. They care more about experience. Which, when you go into a company and you say, yeah, I have. I'm looking to be hired on as an iOS developer and I have 12 or 14 apps in the App Store. Right. They're like, "Oh, so you've done this before." <laughs> like, right. like, "Yes, I have. Like some with myself, some with other people, some with a startup, some as an internship. Like I've done things." Right. I'm like, "Oh, but you're still in school." I'm like, "Nah, don't worry about that. I'll I'll leave school if you hire me. I'll leave school." Uh, okay. and that's basically like that was the that was the the last straw, so to speak. That was like the last like like cherry on top of like thing that broke the camel's back. Right. Why I dropped out of college. Cause I was, I was teetering on the edge. And as soon as I had that guaranteed income source, I was out. Gotcha. Cause I thought to myself, if I continued through school, would I, would I be like making like exponentially more for it to be worth an extra two years of my time? Right. Which granted it's been two years ago today, basically that I had that first job. Right. So I would just now be finishing up school. Yeah. It's like, or I could have been working and improving my income. And it's like, that's actually what I've been doing. And right. like improving my other skills and going to startup weekends and other things. It's like, okay, so I didn't need the school. <laughs> right. But I needed, I needed that first line of proof that says I can do it without the degree. Right. And that was, that was, I think the hardest part to, to digest as a, as a student. Um, Cause I would talk to a guy um, named Simon Frazier. Mm-hmm entrepreneurial kind of guy um he st- he was in this thing with student painters and he was actually really good friends with Peter Shands and that's how Peter shans got into entrepreneurship yeah. is because of Simon okay and so i started talking to simon who apparently wrote a book about dropping out of school and doing your own thing so wait this is like, it's called
0: student paint is that what student it is?
1: painters is the group i think they came to my house once in cincinnati they probably did well cuz yeah. they're, they're Essentially like a network marketing, multi-level marketing kind of business okay. where as a painter, you become a manager and you try to hire out painters and then yeah. you become a manager of a managers and then you have those. And then every house painted job, you get referral fees all the way up the chain. Okay. Um, so it's actually kind of a, I don't want to say shady business, but like they have a really weird business model. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm fine with some some MLMs. I guess it depends <laughs> on what you're doing with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: They're, they're not, they're not all bad, but like, I don't know. Yeah. They painted houses, right? Yeah. They were yeah. yeah, I mean you were doing business. a service. Yeah. Right. right. Not selling a the way that they items. the way that they were structured was not a typical like corporate. It was more of like everyone had a little micro business within the overall brand of gotcha. student painters. Um, but anyways, um talking to this guy named Simon, I'm like, Oh, so you've sold a book, you sold over like ten thousand copies wow. of his book or something like that. Yeah, like,
0: how old is this guy? And he's he just a little is, older than us, right?
1: He is no, I think he's actually a year younger than me.
0: Oh, so how, how old are you?
1: Twenty five. Twenty five. Right, so Twenty five. Twenty
0: four he sold ten thousand books and has Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he's like, and yeah, and yeah, and he's
1: he's doing all all this really cool stuff. And I'm like, how do you do it? Like how do you do the whole drop out of school thing, afford your monthly expenses? Because right. to me, if, if you have zero dollars in monthly expenses, why are you in school? Right. Or better yet, why are you not in school? Like who cares? Do whatever you want. Like it literally doesn't cost you anything to live. Right. Someone else is paying for your stuff, you can do whatever you want. If you have a hundred thousand dollars a month in expenses you better damn well understand income or else you're going to be like SOL real quick. Right. Right. And so for me, I pretty much knew what my number was. And I said, anything above this number, I'm golden. Right. However, all of my own projects have not been able to produce that. And I want my own project to produce that. I don't want to get a job if I don't have to. So I talked to Simon. Gotcha. And he goes, yeah, to be honest, I've just been living off the savings off my book. Wow. So he sold a bunch. Yeah. Hasn't really made any money since. And, like, kind of started other things on the side that didn't really take off either. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So so it's hard. <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, and that's It's actually really good feedback. Yeah. Um, you know, because to be honest, if I had some sort of success like he had, I probably would have done the same thing. i probably say, hey, I got it. I'm dropping out. Right. Uh, but in reality, I ended up getting um, a full-time job as an iOS developer. Right. And that kind of secured the decision for me of like, okay, what are the chances I'm going to get fired? Right. Very low because I don't like act up. I'm not an idiot. I still show up every day. Right. Um, What are the chances that I'm just going to randomly quit? Uh, Also low because I would only quit for very specific reasons. So it's like, all right, this seems relatively secure. (laughs) Let's go with it. Um, And so that kind of secured the income source, which that was the point of school to begin with. So for me, I went to school for two reasons, networking. Right. 90% of it, meeting people, and 10% knowledge, so like learning things, yeah, right? So at the end of four years, if you have enough knowledge that you can get a good job and the degree and stuff like that, great, right? But if you can already get that without the degree, and you've already networked at multiple schools, and you started a club and all sorts of stuff, how much more can you really gain by by putting more money into a system that's not really going to provide back? Right. Um, That's just kind of treating you like another cog in their system. And so I, I literally just made that decision after I had gotten the job offer. I was like, well, I, I don't need this anymore. Right. It's not worth it. Okay. So, yeah.
0: All right. So uh, let's talk money. I'm a fan of talking about money, talking about income. I feel, I'm not an expert, but I feel like if Americans were to talk more about income, we'd be better at it. And Instead, we all hide how much we make. We all don't like talk about it, and then we all do bad at it. Yeah. So you said there was a cutoff point that you had to make. To drop out of school, what was that? How much was that first job paying you?
1: Um, so so the monthly expenses at the time, I think were around fifteen hundred a month. Is that right? Maybe less, Maybe less probably like a thousand a month, okay. something like that. Okay. So in terms of the monthly expenses, yeah. I probably could have gotten a job that paid fifteen dollars right. an hour.
0: Yeah, you could be working at like one right. of these double time or something. Which,
1: for context. That's actually what I got paid. I actually got paid $15 an hour at my internship. Wow. And then I negotiated that I could work from home and make $16 an hour. Nope. And I did. And then I quit that internship, got 15 And then I, that startup thing, I got $10,000. Getting a raise
0: and an internship. Not bad.
1: <laughs> well, so so the trick, to, the trick to that, the trick to that is negotiate the raise before you take the job. Literally go to the employer and say, if I do great in the first month or two, you give me this dollar amount instead of this dollar amount. Right. And the way that works is that instead of agreeing to15 dollars an hour they give you like a, a, a an early performance review right right and so they basically said all right we'll test you out we do think you're worth 16 but we want to be double sure so we'll pay you 15 and if you're you're sucking we're not going to agree to it but it would also it also looks bad on them because if they say yeah we might pay you 16 and then they don't but they still keep you on as an employee right it's like they think you're shit but they have no other option so it's like they're probably gonna give you the raise anyways, right? Right, And so I actually got paid 16, right? So to me, I'm like, oh, I'm making 32,000 a year, right? Because right? if you multiply out the hours, 50-ish right. weeks in a year times 40 hours in a week, right. I'm making, on average, if I worked a full year, 32,000. I'm like, cool, that's about what I need to sustain my expenses based on the car payment that I had. And like, she was taking over with, with the rent payment, all we had to pay for was like food, because at the time my parents were still paying for my phone and right. car insurance and stuff. Um, I I was I was going into the job hoping to get at least fifty right. because I th- I thought you know over the year that I was at USC yeah. with this startup thing um, you know I've gained a lot of experience and I've started this club I feel like I'm worth a lot more than thirty two yeah, yeah, yeah. let, let me try to get fifty right they offered seventy
0: five this is the new job you're working at, yeah, right? yeah no, the no, very, very first job is, I got out of college are you saying seventy five k a year seventy five thousand okay seventy five thousand yeah they yeah.
1: offered seventy five thousand okay. And so I went from basically thirty-two thousand or sixteen dollars right. an hour up to seventy-five thousand, right. which was twenty-five thousand more than I was hoping for. Right. I didn't even negotiate. I wasn't even in a. I wasn't even in the mental state to negotiate higher. Right. I was like, it's already higher.
0: Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna take it. So, so uh, now we have about five minutes left. You're you're much higher than that right now, right? Did, is oh yeah it, the other day you said you're at seven five
1: an hour i'm i'm actually 75 an hour right 75 now. an hour so yeah, that, which that's 150
0: a year yeah Yeah,
1: which is double literally in the last two years i've doubled my pay
0: so you went in what three years from 15 an hour to 75 an hour
1: within three years yeah 15 to 75 i'm gonna use that
0: as a yeah. clickbait head title guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it okay do it so how, how did you go from that 75k year to now 75 an hour
1: um, it's actually was it within three years no it was within four years okay yeah Um, how did I go from 75 a year to 75 an hour yeah Um, building skills okay like, it's literally just building marketable skills right making <laughs> yourself visible everywhere so when, when someone searches iOS developer in Columbus right. my name shows up gotcha like you cannot you cannot unfind me if you google Alex Ogoric I take up the whole first page of google except for like and one result, which is like an obituary of some dude like in another I, I state. I think that's true. I remember Googling you and like it was easy to find your website. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it's it's very difficult to not find me. And I have like 300 and something connections on LinkedIn. Almost all of those are actual connections. Right. They're not just like randomly hitting oh, the connect button. It's actual people that like I know. Yeah. And so being deeply connected and like going to these startup weekends and building on my own iOS skills and my web development skills and my my outward portfolio where I built a Chipotle shirt thing. I built on this other skill. I built on this other product. I went through this accelerator. The next company that goes to hire me, they don't just see the apps that I built. They see the apps that I built and this other company and this accelerator and the fact that I've just worked at a corporate company. Gotcha. And now they're like, whoa, this guy's really worth it. And so they offered me $60 an hour. Gotcha. And then after the $60 an hour, I had that for like nine months. Yeah. And then they said, oh, cool, now that you have this other company and this other company and this other experience, we'll pay you 75 an hour. Okay. So it's purely just about building on the value that you can add to the client. Okay, this is great.
0: We have about three minutes left. I know you're creating a course right now. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll layer that in real quick. Um, if you go to. Uh, it's not as of this recording, it's not com- not completed right. Um, but probably by the end of March, okay, It should be out. Gotcha. Um, it's called the Seven Rules to Success. Um, <clears throat> basically the idea that um, I have all these things that I've done over the last Jesus, I don't know, five years, six years that I've literally created a list of seven rules. Initially it was a list of like 20 or something like that. And I pared it down to to seven and then two of them were kind of irrelevant or like irrelevant. So I swapped those out for other ones. And this is now like the best seven set of rules that are intertwined. They cover all these nuances. And if you just follow these seven rules, you can do exactly what I did and probably better.
0: Okay. I'm going to have to do, do yeah. these rules.
1: Yeah. The, the website, the domain is sevenrules2success.com. Okay. Super easy to remember. Yeah. Um, and it's it's, it's gonna be a beautiful program there's 15 hours of recorded video there's an action steps handbook there's um, an ebook that's probably going to be over 100 pages long wow. there's a, another 20 minute presentation or 30 minute presentation on cognitive biases and stuff to look out for for like your own self-sabotage like everything about success building and like what to do what to look out for and like what areas to hone in on it's all covered in this program
0: How much value do you think this is like is this? Is this worth more than like a year oh of college? Oh my God.
1: Oh my god! So, so for context, if you, if, you, if you want me to run the numbers real quick, let me, get, let me get out the calculator. This is insane. If you make $75 an hour, you multiply that by 40 hours in a week, you make $3,000 in a week. Right. Okay. I told you before that my monthly expenses at the time were like about $1,000 a month. Right. That means you make three months worth of income in one week. Right. Right. So this program... It does not guarantee that you will make that, but it basically teaches you the skills in order to put yourself in the network and the mindset and the abilities and gets you in that flow with the momentum that sets you up for opportunities like that. Right. And that's one of the rules is like taking those opportunities, like actually moving forward as opposed to hoping the next great one comes along because you don't know if there's going to be another great one. Right. Um, and so the program is going to be valued um, somewhere between... 200 and 500 uh, i'm not sure yet right. but honestly when you can make a couple thousand in a week this is literally like less than one week's worth of pay at that right. point
0: well my three hour uh, three credit hour course poetry course at ocu is like 1800 dollars. yeah so there you go it, yeah. you can
1: you can take you can take a poetry course for 1800 or you can buy anywhere between like three and five of copies of my program and get exponentially more value uh, Am I making good sales pitch? Do I get commission? You get, you, I'm, well, I don't know. How to <laughs> dude, track I'm referrals. just, I'm just joking, we man. We could, we nah. could. I'll, I'll do, no, that's the thing. If you want, nah, I just, I just want to help you out. It's track. free, man. It's free. <laughs> uh, that's actually something I wanted to look into. There was a guy, so there was another thing I created called ChipotleShirt.com. Yeah. ChipotleShirt.com. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Someone reached out to me over in Instagram and yeah. they said, I want to be a product ambassador. That's and funny. I'm like that's awesome but I don't know how to like give you a link. I don't know how to track referrals through you. Yeah. Like I don't have that system coded.
0: Stripe has some good integrations, right?
1: But I, I but I, yeah, no, they do, but like I didn't do it through Stripe. Okay, yeah. I didn't do it through Shopify. I did it through PayPal. Like, gotcha. I don't know how to I don't know how to do this. And so it's like I can't do the referrals. I was like I'm literally losing affiliate sales because I coded this terribly. Right. And that's like a lesson. Again, these lessons just like you learn through mistakes, you learn through your own failures of like I need to set up a system that makes it easy to create referral links and affiliate links because maybe someone else loves my product and wants to promote it. Right. I need to be able to give them an affiliate link. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, We'll do our last question Mm -hmm. because I got to go watch Black Panther. Great. What is the one thing you're doing that other people aren't who aren't successful yet that they need to do to become successful?
1: Let me see if I can reword that question and make sure I understand it. What is something that I am doing currently in my life yeah. that other people currently in their life are not doing? Right. And that you think that they is, should be is doing. Is the main differentiator? Yeah. Hmm. Give me one second to think about that. Um, finishing projects. Um, very eloquently worded, I think. Um, yeah. Because I. There's there's nothing there's nothing more heartbreaking than watching someone come up with an idea, draw out the schematics, draw out the blueprints, figure out how much it's going to cost them, figure out how they're going to produce it, even go to Upwork.com and hire a freelancer, right? Do all the steps needed. And then they just either don't finish it or they finish it and never put it into production or they set up the blog, but they never create any blog posts or they set up the YouTube channel or the podcast, but they never create any content. Like just finish it. Just do it. Just actually like produce, which is another rule. Okay. So, like the seven rules to success. Yeah. Like if you actually look at them, which I'll, I'll get them to you after this. Yes. Um, you'll see that they're very, very well interconnected. Okay. Uh it's, it's surprisingly simple, um, but they're surprisingly effective. And yeah, finishing products, actually finishing them is the number one thing that I think every college student fails with Right. that thinks college is the answer because they're waiting for their four-year degree to get them a job. When in reality, if you just, if you just did something on your own, you have the skills, you have the time, you have YouTube, you have Google, you have Stack Overflow, you have Udemy, Coursera, you have Fiverr, you have Flat Icon, you have Upwork. You have Wix, Shopify, WordPress, like, yeah, Instapage, lead pages. Like, how much more do you need? It's all free. Right, yeah, everything's on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. You're spending thousands of dollars on college. Go do something else with that money.
0: Right. All right. Thanks for your time, Alex. Are there any
1: other last things you'd like to share? Um,. Yeah, if you go to alexogoric.com slash blog, you can keep up with my latest and greatest updates on what I think the greatest advice on life is. Alexogoric.com. That's alex, dot com forward slash blog. All right, I'll check it out, man. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to Yolopreneur All. We'll be interviewing more successful people who may have not even finished college. Yes. <laughs> And that is all, folks. Follow me on Twitter at John Simmerlink. That is J-O-H-N-S-I-M-E-R-L-I-N-K. I will be posting updates on my education startup called Branches. Thanks for listening to Yolopreneur. Quit your job, start a business.